Are you trying to squeeze the starting solid food stuff into your already busy schedule? Well, I have an all-in-one done-for-you solution that's going to take the guesswork out of feeding your baby. My online program is called Baby Led Weaning with Katie Ferraro. It contains all of my baby led weaning training videos, the original 100 First Foods content library, plus a 100-day meal plan with recipes like the exact sequence of which foods to feed in which order. So if you want to stop trying to piece all this feeding stuff together on your own, I would be honored if you would join me inside of the program. You can get signed up at babyledweaning.co slash program. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you boil the Lucky Iron fish for 10 minutes with just any kind of acidity, iron comes off the surface of the product and then is absorbed into the liquid. Every time you boil the fish, you're getting a little dose of iron, about six to eight milligrams. Hey there, I'm Katie Ferraro, registered dietitian, college nutrition professor, and mom of seven specializing in baby led weaning. Here on the Baby Led Weaning Made Easy podcast, I help you strip out all of the noise and nonsense about feeding leaving you with the confidence and knowledge you need to give your baby a safe start to solid foods using baby-led weaning. Hey guys, and welcome back. Today I'm talking about a really unique concept in nutrition called the lucky iron fish that when used in your home kitchen and everyday recipes can help increase iron release from foods and iron absorption by the body. So I'm gonna be joined in just a minute by Lucky Iron Fish founder and CEO, Gavin Armstrong. I've been dying to interview him. I've been like writing questions down for weeks now because I have a lot of questions about the Lucky Iron Fish. I've used it for a number of years in my own home, but Gavin's gonna explain more in depth about like exactly how it works. And we're gonna kind of drill him on how he can use this for babies as well. But basically the Lucky Iron Fish is a cooking tool. It's a piece of carved iron. So it's shaped like a fish. He's gonna explain why. And you drop it into boiling water or the liquid component of the meal that you're cooking. You cook it for about 10 minutes and then it releases a significant portion of your daily recommended needs for iron. So it's totally safe for babies. Again, Gavin's going to touch on that a lot. But the Lucky Iron Fish, it's also making a significant impact on a global basis because they're partnering with different agencies and non-governmental organizations. They're like in 88 countries now working to combat iron deficiency, which is the most common micronutrient deficiency around the world. So it's not just you who's like stressing a little bit about your baby getting enough iron. Iron deficiency, again, a massive global problem, and he's going to talk a little bit about that. So Gavin Armstrong created the Lucky Iron Fish after he began investigating the use of these iron ingots in enhancing iron release from foods. And it basically acts like an iron supplement, but without the side effects of iron supplements. The company partners, as I mentioned, with non-governmental organizations around the world. They work in public health and nutrition endeavors. Gavin's won all sorts of awards for his work with the Lucky Iron Fish. He's a Forbes 30 Under 30 Award recipient in the Social Entrepreneur category. He's a recipient of the Muhammad Ali Humanitarian Award, also been named Social Entrepreneur of the Year by EY Canada. So he's going to be sharing a lot about his company's social impact, as well as what they're doing from a nutrition standpoint. And then I'm hoping you guys will walk away with some tangible ways that you can possibly use the lucky iron fish in your own home kitchens because iron, of course, is of such importance for babies. So with no further ado, let's learn about how the lucky iron fish can increase iron absorption 
with the founder and CEO, Gavin Armstrong, PhD. All right. Well, hi, Gavin. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and then how the idea of the lucky iron fish began? And maybe back us up and even tell us what the lucky iron fish is, because I'm sure that's new to many of our listeners. Sure. So the lucky iron fish is a simple solution for iron deficiency, which is the world's largest nutritional challenge, negatively impacting over 2 billion people around the planet. So almost a third of the world's population is suffering from this preventable condition. Uh, and the Lucky Iron Fish is a cooking tool that adds natural and healthy iron into your meals. I got involved uh, in university. I did my PhD on this concept. And I met with an, another student named Chris Charles, who was doing research in Cambodia and uh, was looking at ways of fortifying food with iron, with cast iron, and had developed uh, what was called the happy fish. Uh, and he did this because he found that if you were if you could add a block of iron to food and it would fortify that with the iron. But women in Cambodia thought it looked like a piece of garbage that he picked off the side of the road and, and no one wanted to cook with it. But in Cambodian culture, a fish is seen as a symbol of luck. And so he shaped that block of iron like a fish. Women wanted to use it because they thought it would bring luck to their household. And then when they felt healthier, they would say it was the luck of the fish that did that. Uh, and I got involved and did my PhD on the concept as well further innovated it uh, and commercialized it. And uh, now we have this incredible social enterprise that's uh, operating around the world. So how long has your company or business Lucky Iron Fish been in operation for? So I founded Lucky Iron Fish in 2012. All right. So could you tell us a little bit about iron transfer from an iron product like Lucky Iron Fish? Like how much iron or does it actually transfer iron or does it cause increase of iron absorption from other foods? What's the mechanism by which your product helps with iron deficiency anemia? So the lucky iron fish is made from a special kind of iron called electrolytic iron, which is actually a really tiny uh, particle size, fine powder that's been compressed into the shape of the fish. And when you boil the lucky iron fish for 10 minutes with just any kind of acidity, could be just a drop of lemon or lime or stock or curry, something like that, the iron comes off the surface of the product and then is absorbed into the liquid. And so every time you boil the fish, you're getting a little dose of iron, about six to eight milligrams of iron is absorbed. And that's what you'll have per use. Because of the way it's designed, the lucky iron fish can be reused every day for up to five years. So it's a one-time purchase for half a decade's worth of iron. Then how exactly do you use it? Like, could you give me examples of like, let's say there's a mom who is concerned about iron. She knows that, you know, baby's iron stores they got from mom at the tail end of pregnancy starting to dissipate around six months of age. How would they actually like use this in a household kitchen? So if you're any kind of liquid-based meal, so soup, curry, you can just throw the fish in for 10 minutes. You can also make iron water. So just boil a pot of water with a little lemon and put it in the fridge. You can use that water in juice. You can make ice cubes with it. You can use that water with grains as well, like rice or couscous, quinoa. So it's really simple, just throwing it in for 10 minutes in any kind of liquid-based meal or just water. And that would be the simplest way of, of getting it. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. If you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's a convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online experience. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I used to think therapy was just for people who have experienced major trauma. 
but therapy can help you be at your best no matter what you're going through. So whether it's to learn new positive coping skills, set more realistic boundaries, or just show up as a better version of yourself, BetterHelp is here to help. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there and BetterHelp can help you. Visit betterhelp.com slash weaning today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash weaning and get 10% off your first month. So one thing I know that's so hard about, you know, iron metabolism, iron absorption is there's so many factors that can both inhibit and promote iron absorption in the body. So when we looked at the research about lucky iron fish and, you know, people say, does it work? Okay. How do you estimate exactly the quantitative effect of this? Can you guys say that it increases iron absorption by X percent or transfers Y milligrams of iron? How do you know since there's so many variables in iron metabolism? Yeah, so we've done multiple clinical trials ourselves, and we've worked with independent academic institutions who have done their own research evaluating the efficacy of the lucky iron fish. And in each of the trials, we had a group that did not use an intervention. We had a group that used the lucky iron fish, and we had a group that used iron supplement pills. And what we saw in all of the studies except for one was that using the lucky iron fish was just as effective as the iron supplement pills in uh, improving iron status and reducing anemia. But we had a compliance rate of between 80 and 90%, where the supplement groups had compliance rates of around 30 to 40%. And that's because the lucky iron fish does not cause those negative side effects that the supplements can cause. And so it's not only an affordable solution, a sustainable solution, but it has that appeal from not having those side effects. Um, And I mentioned one study where it didn't work. And the population in a province in Cambodia and Prairie here were actually uh, suffering from thalassemia, not just iron deficiency anemia, which is a hemoglobinopathy. And so we never would have thought that the lucky iron fish would have worked for someone with thalassemia. And so what that study demonstrated was it did not improve the iron status, uh, nor did the iron supplement pills, but it also didn't cause any toxicity. And so it didn't have an adverse effect, which was important to find out at the end as well. I think a lot of people who've used traditional iron supplements are well aware of some of the side effects, constipation being one. Another one is that it can turn the stool very black, which can just be off-putting. If you use Lucky Iron Fish, and let's say I love your idea of making ice cubes out of it, do you experience constipation or changes in stool color from the byproduct of the Lucky Iron Fish? Because the Lucky Iron Fish is releasing a small and gentle amount of iron, you don't get those negative side effects. So it's just six to eight milligrams of iron. Iron supplements can have upwards of 30, 40, 100 milligrams of iron depending on the absorbability. So what that means is the fish is going to be more gentle and and not have those negative impacts. It will take a little longer to have an impact on your health, though. We see improvements between three and six months of regular use, whereas with an iron supplement pill, you may see those results a bit quicker. So Gavin, what are some of your favorite recipes to make that you use the iron fish for? So I spent years living in Cambodia uh, doing the research for this. And so I love making uh, curries and I'll throw it in every time I'm, I'm making something like that, like a fish amok or green curry, red curry, I I always pop it in for the final 10 minutes. I like to use it a lot for soups. I know you have some recipes on your website. One of the ones I made a lot is that there's a carrot ginger soup. And a lot of parents don't recognize, you know, babies can eat soup. Like we're teaching babies at six months of age how to start using a spoon. We do a preloaded spoon in baby led weaning. When you make soups, traditionally, they would be quite high in sodium, but you can use low sodium broth. Or Gavin's idea, you you can just use the lucky iron fish water in place of 
the high sodium broth, not only are you avoiding the sodium, which is great for babies, but then you're also being able to introduce them to more iron, which of course we know is important. Um, Can we talk a little bit about vitamin C? So we know that vitamin C helps human bodies absorb iron more readily. Do you have to have a vitamin C compound in the recipe that you're making in order to enhance the body's absorption from the Lucky Iron Fish byproduct? So you do need some type of acidity because you do need to alter the pH of the liquid, which will help the iron come off the surface, but it will also help the iron be absorbed in the stomach. And we know that vitamin C is very effective at helping with the absorbability. So that's why if you do, I mean, citrus is great or tomato. We have a study that was done in India that made dal, which uh, had the appropriate amount of pH change. And so it does need that to help the iron come off the surface. And it has that added benefit of also helping it be absorbed by the stomach. Does adding the lucky iron fish to foods change the taste of the foods? So if you use the product properly, which is just 10 minutes in one liter of water with a tiny bit of acidity, like a few drops of lemon, most people do not taste any kind of change in what they're boiling. One of my chapters in my thesis was actually, how could you misuse the product? So what happens if you did 10 fish for an hour? kind of thing? Or what happens if you use half a liter or five liters? And what we saw was it didn't release a dangerous amount of iron, but you do start to see the water or liquid become altered. So it starts to get a metallic smell, it can change color. And so we do encourage people just to use a tiny amount of acidity just for 10 minutes. It's still a safe to consume, but I understand that you don't want to have that unpleasant taste or smell. But also if you're cooking something like a soup or a curry, that will also mask that taste as well. It's more when you're having just uh, drinking water where you might taste the difference. I can imagine that chapter about ways you could possibly misuse it was probably fun to put together. Let's think of all the ways people could possibly (laughs) misuse this. I'm curious about people with hemochromatosis or iron overload disease, that this could be potentially problematic for them. Is that a concern? Yeah, we definitely don't recommend anyone who has hemochromatosis to use this product. And if you do have hemochromatosis, you wouldn't want to be adding a lucky iron fish into your meal, just like you wouldn't be taking iron supplements. And we do have that warning on our website and on the packaging. I'm always interested in what's the most appropriate way to clean the lucky iron fish. What do you suggest? Just soap and water uh, after it's cooled, obviously, you don't want to burn your hands. It's, it's really easy to maintain. You do want to make sure it's very dry after you clean it because you can get some discoloration or rust. If there is any rust on the product, just using, I use a lemon actually to help get it off, or you can use like a, a pot scrubber. It's not going to be dangerous, but I appreciate you don't want to have a rusty fish. We also sell a protection oil, which is used to help prevent the product from rusting and helps keep it clean. Okay, let's talk a little bit about cooking for babies. Is a lucky iron fish safe to use for babies or what are the parameters that you guys recommend around use of like in infancy? So iron supplementation is not recommended for uh, infants six months or, or younger. So we recommend at least seven months of age before you would start using this product or upwards of a, of a year. You should speak to your, your healthcare professional if you're going to start to add uh, any type of iron into, into the diet. How about cast iron skillets. I think it's a lot confusing to a lot of parents or if they're new to cooking. And a lot of our audience is like, all right, I have to finally start preparing healthful foods. I'm learning all these things about nutrition. If you cook with a cast iron skillet and the lucky iron fish, does it like double or triple iron availability? Does it work like that? So the concept of the lucky iron fish did come from the thought process behind cast iron pans because they can release some iron into the food. A challenge with cast iron pans is that different temperatures can release different amounts of iron. So it can be inconsistent. So you might not get enough to make a clinical impact to change your iron status. And also depending what you're cooking with, different oils and things, it can actually create a shield on the surface that's going to also prevent iron from leaching off. So you can use cast iron skillets to get some iron. I use one. 
but it might not be enough to, to actually make an impact on iron deficiency. So if you were to use the lucky iron fish with a cast iron skillet, you're just topping up the iron. So you're, you know you'd be getting between six to eight milligrams on top of whatever else that you were consuming. So I noticed on your website, in addition to a lucky iron fish, which I've had for years, I see you have a lucky iron leaf. What's the story behind that? So I mentioned that we used the symbol of a fish in Cambodia because it was seen as a symbol of luck. And as we started to grow and work in other countries, the symbol of a fish still worked. It still had a lot of prominence in different cultures and religions. And it just makes sense. You put a fish in your pot, you people eat fish. But when we scaled into India with such an incredible large vegetarian population, uh, women were hesitant to use the fish. Now, it's not actually you know, a real fish. It's vegan certified. But just the name Lucky Iron Fish instantly turned off vegetarian women. So we did the same approach and we developed the Lucky Shakti leaf, which is just the leaf shape of the same product. And we started selling that internationally because we had different customers, mainly vegans, who liked that story a bit more and wanted to purchase that for themselves. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So as I understand it, your company, Lucky Iron Fish, not only are you selling this product, but then you're also engaged in a number of different endeavors from a social impact standpoint. Could you share a little bit about how you're giving back to the communities in which you work and which your partners work? Yeah, so the Lucky Iron Fish is sold direct to consumers online through our website, luckyironfish.com or some other sites like Amazon. And we take a portion of each of those sales and we put it towards donating units for free to families in need around the world. Um, and that's gone to clinics in Rwanda and Tanzania, Indonesia, emergency response efforts, but also food banks in Canada and the US, uh, indigenous health centers in Northern Ontario. And we understand that iron deficiency is a global problem and it also exists in our backyard as well. And so with our impact fund, which is the funds we use from each sale, we put towards uh, donating units for free. I think I read that you guys are available in somewhat like 88 different countries. And then just looking at the list of partners, uh, I see Peace Corps on there. I'm a former returned Peace Corps volunteer. I was a Peace Corps volunteer in Nepal working in reproductive health. And that's where I actually first learned about using iron devices such as yours for supplementation. A lot of the research kind of carried over from Cambodia, which was in the same geographical region. And what are some of the other partners that you guys work with um, on a global scale? Yeah, so we also sell the Lucky Iron Fish to NGOs in large volumes. And so we work with groups like World Vision, Care International, Catholic Relief Services, Global Medic, to help get large volumes of the Lucky Iron Fish out to vulnerable populations around the world. So we've got programs in Peru, Tanzania, Benin, Senegal. We're looking to scale up in Indonesia and India. So we're definitely quite a global, have a global presence to help combat this massive complex challenge. And I think it's so important, and I love that you're reiterating just this magnitude and the scale of iron deficiency. So often parents are, like my audience, very, very honed in on six to 12 months and iron and iron deficiency. But what we forget is that in toddlerhood and childhood, iron deficiency still remains the largest micronutrient deficiency worldwide. So this is something that's important for your children, even beyond infancy. Do adult communities use this as well, or is it pretty much just tailored to families who are impacting kids and, and infants? Yeah, I mean, in terms of children, uh, the first thousand days are really critical for development and especially cognitive development. 
And so there's been studies that have shown that if you're iron deficient, you'll have reduced cognitive development in children, which is you know something serious that will have an impact for the rest of that child's life. And so we definitely work with communities where there are children who are suffering from iron deficiency, but you need iron throughout your life. It is mainly women and children who suffer from iron deficiency, especially those who are low income. So the programs we do, whether that's here in, in North America or working abroad with our NGO partners, are mainly targeted towards women and children. Anything else that we didn't cover that you do want to talk about? I mean, I could say that we have a really dedicated customer service team that gets questions, all sorts of different questions from moms about how to cook and care for the Lucky Iron Fish. And so we absolutely love to engage with our customers and then hear from them and also understand what challenges they might have so we can change our communication uh, strategy. We do have a cookbook as well that we've put on our website. And it not only has great recipes that you can use the Lucky Iron Fish with, but we've had some of our NGO partners submit recipes from communities where we work. So we actually have recipes from Peru, from Haiti, from Tanzania, from Benin to sort of reflect the global elements of our work, which is really cool that you get to cook something just the same way a mother you know, across the world is using too. And that's so important to our community as well, just really trying to share that babies can have so many more foods than we oftentimes give them credit for. The recipes on your website are amazing, almost all of which can be adapted to be made safe for babies. And I'll link to all of the resources that Gavin's mentioning in the show notes for this episode. If you go to blwpodcast.com forward slash 104, we'll link to their website, how you can purchase it, the recipes. Where else can our audience go to learn more about your product or where's the best place for them to go, Gavin? I mean, luckyironfish.com is our, our site. We keep all of our resources there. We really strive for transparency. And so we have all of our clinical trials posted on the site. Um, you can learn more about iron. We have an iron 101 page. And you can also follow us on social media, uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Lucky Iron Fish. We do lots of, of Q&As and Instagram lives. And we really like to continue to engage with our customers. Well, thank you so much for sharing about the Lucky Iron Fish. I think it's such a new and unique concept to a lot of parents, but you guys are not only doing a world of good for families on an individual level, but also for communities around the world. So thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Gavin Armstrong, the founder and CEO of Lucky Iron Fish. I'm so impressed by what Lucky Iron Fish is doing to help combat iron deficiency, which as Gavin pointed out, is totally preventable. So if you guys want to check out the Lucky Iron Fish, their products, their recipes, and everything else that Gavin mentioned in this episode. I'll link to all of their resources on the show notes page for this episode at blwpodcast.com forward slash 104. And sometimes I get a little bit nervous doing episode topics like this, like iron is important, but I don't want parents to stress out and freak out and agonize about it. If you're interested in checking out Lucky Iron Fish, it might just be one more tool in your toolkit, but there are lots of other ways that you can maximize your baby's iron absorption, maximize your baby's iron intake. I teach all about how to easily incorporate high iron foods for baby led weaning in my baby led weaning for beginners workshop. If you haven't taken that yet, I highly suggest it. I'll link to the registration page for that on the show notes, same place as you find the Lucky Iron Fish stuff, blwpodcast.com forward slash 104. The free workshop is called Baby Led Weaning for Beginners. It's all about how to get your baby to eat 100 different foods before turning one without you having to spoon feed purees or buy pouches. And everybody on that workshop gets a copy of my 100 first foods list. There's 20 high iron foods on there that you can use as part of your baby's weaning diet. So again, head to blwpodcast.com forward slash 104 
And thanks for listening. Bye now. Friends, are you looking for a new podcast? Maybe something you can share with your littles? Something that has some storytelling in it? Well, then look no further. We have Storytime with Philip and Mommy, where my son and I sit and discuss all the great books that you might love while we read them. So, Little Golden Books, Berenstain Bears, and even the new classics like Bluey. We sit down, we read, we discuss, and we have so much fun doing it. Come and join us. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.